Welcome back to another edition of the CIC cast. Very happy to have you along with us today. We've got a busy weekend of Connecticut high school football coming up. 16 semifinal games as we move towards our championship weekend. So we're going to be talking a lot of high school football on this edition of the CIAC cast. I am Joel Cookson. Very happy to have you along with us today. Hope you're going to have a great weekend and having a great Friday. So very happy to have with us. we got a great lineup of guests to talk a little high school football. We've got Tom Yance of the Hartford Current, Doug Bonjour of the Connecticut Post, and Ned Griffin of the Day of New London all going to weigh in on this weekend's semifinal action. So lots of good high school football conversation coming up. We are very excited to have those folks joining us. But first, as always, we want to chime in with things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. And as I talked about last week, the place you want to go for all of the tournament information is the Tournament Central section of CIACsports.com. Lots of wonderful information there. Literally everything you could possibly want for the tournament games, including brackets. We've just created some full-size and for your mobile device semifinal roster and results sheets available for every game. You can check those out. Tickets. You can buy your tickets online before the game. Go to any of the games and there's a link on the page for the Ticket Leap uh, broadcast, excuse me, the Ticket Leap link to purchase your tickets ahead of time. You can just bring them to the game and and walk right in. Well, maybe not walk right in, but get a little bit of a, a quicker time getting to the in, getting into the stadium to check out your favorite game this weekend. Also going to have four of the games broadcast live on the NFHS network. Be sure to check that out. The network will be airing four of the games this weekend, as well as CPTV Sports will be live with the contest between New Canaan and Weathersfield in the Class L Large semifinal round, the number three versus number two game there as well. So CPTV Sports, a great place to check that out. So that's just some of the things you can find on the Tournament Central. Of course, as always, you can sign up for the text or email alerts if there happen to be any schedule changes. I know the weather looking a little ominous for this Saturday. Hopefully everything will get played in a timely fashion, but if not, you will get an email or text alert if the schedules change. Also, of course, follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports for some of that updated information. But Tournament Central, it's going to be your best bet for all of the information uh, as soon as the semifinals are done or as soon as the decisions have been made as to which teams and where will be playing for the championship finals in the coming weekend. That information will be available on the Tournament Central page as well, as well as, once again, tickets will be able to be purchased there. So lots of great stuff. TournamentCentral.CICSports.com. That's where you want to go. That's where you can find all of the high school football tournament information. So as always, we give you a little look at that. And as also, as always, we want to remind you from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. Look, it's it's uh, the holidays. We're getting to the end of the year, and we never want uh, any sort of incidents on the road, but particularly this time of year. It can just be heartbreaking. So look, just put your phone away. Just you get in the car, put the phone away, put it in your pocket, put it in the, the center console. You don't need to look at it. You don't need to check out the text message. Just press play on the CIAC cast and then just tuck the phone away. Of course, remind you that sending or receiving a text can take a driver's eyes from the road for an average of 4.6 seconds, which you're, you're driving at 55 miles per hour. That's the equivalent of traveling the length of an entire football field blind. We're talking about football. You do not want to drive the length of a football field without looking. 
please do not text and drive or drive distracted and encourage your friends and family to park the phone when they are behind the wheel. One text or call could wreck it all. So again, just put those phones away. Not worth the risk, folks. With that, we move on to our guests. And as I said, we've got a great list of writers from around the state going to weigh in on some of the, the interesting games, some of the things to watch coming up this weekend in Connecticut High School football. Starting things off, Tom Yance from the Hartford Current. Very pleased to be talking a little high school football playoffs with Tom Yance of the Hartford Current. Always a pleasure to have him on. Tom, thanks for being with us. My pleasure, Joel. And uh, as we head into what figures to be a very busy semifinal weekend with uh, 16 games on the slate, I uh, wanted to check in with Tom and kind of see what's piqued his interest uh, going into those games. So let's kind of start there, Tom. Uh, we've got, as we said, 16 semifinal games uh, with the new format this year. What are some of the sort of interesting storylines that you've uh, you've been tracking all year and now kind of are, are looking at uh, that are of interest to you as we go into the semifinal round? Joel, you're absolutely right. There, there are many storylines, but for for me, a couple of them that stand out is Southington uh, going for another Class Double L title, um, and an interesting matchup. They face someone they probably don't they don't need no scouting report on is Glastonbury, a fellow CCC member, mm-hmm. who they struggled, but they did beat in the opening game, 41-38. Um, what people might not know about Glastonbury is that. This will be their seventh consecutive year in, in the postseason, and that's a pretty good that's a pretty good um, a record for for any school. Sure. So, um, Southington is like an NFL team; they spread the ball around, they score a lot, they can hurt you with a pass, a dynamic passing game. Uh, they can run the ball too. Glastonbury has a quarterback, Keon Dixon, who ironically didn't play the first game against Southington because he had an injured hand, but he is back. And he's a great running threat. Um, you can ask uh, Tabucky Jones of New Britain. Glastonbury played them and won 30-6. And the Dixon uh, quarterback ran for about 180 yards that day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you're looking for an intriguing uh, matchup, somebody has to be number one in this. Someone has to be a first. Yeah. You have Canton and Capital Prep and uh, S. Small. Yeah. Capital Prep is has never won a playoff game. They've been highly ranked, never won a playoff game. Canton, this is their first time in uh, Class S, which is a, a pretty good, very remarkable achievement for a school that small. Uh, so guess what? Someone is going to have to win on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, certainly uh, – and it is interesting, you know, with the new, uh, the new format, and obviously these are all teams – uh, that would have qualified under the previous format, but uh, sort of the the way they've broken out and are kind of facing off is uh, is created some interesting uh, interesting matchups. Kind of looking at the season, and and I know one of the teams you've talked about already uh, probably sits atop this list. But what are the teams that have sort of impressed you the most this year uh, that that you've covered, and and are you sort of looking for big things from them now that we head into the postseason? Uh, yes, I mean Windsor uh, has. And they're the top seed in, in Class L, uh, small. They they allowed the least number of points in the state this year. They have a very dynamic defense, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, they also won at Middletown, forty six to twenty, uh, on Thanksgiving Eve. So it's a it's it's it might be um, not known to some people um, in various parts of the state, but Windsor is a very uh, powerful team. Um, that very well could uh, could win that L small uh, classification. Um, as far as another team uh, that has impressed me, 
You know, the Northwest Catholic team, uh, they play a pretty good schedule. They lost to Berlin, mm-hmm. um, but they, they won every other game. They're in the S small. They are, they are the number one seed in that, that thing. They, they, they don't, they're not flashy. They, they don't uh, dazzle you with a lot of fancy plays. Just basic, hard-nosed football. Right. Um, and Mike Tyler is in his 45th season, and this is his last season. And mm-hmm. um, he certainly would like to go out with, uh, with a championship, and his players, um, that's a major goal for them. Yeah, how about uh, just kind of curious, um, you know, sort of retro a little bit before we get into the playoffs, kind of looking back on the season a little bit. What were some of the, the, the regular season games that really stood out to you this year that maybe shed some light on, on how the playoffs might go or maybe that weren't even between playoff teams, but, that, but that really were sort of highlights of the regular season for you? Oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, I was not at the game, but the Darien-Nukanen game, I mean, any time they play each other, had to go into overtime. Darien was down 21 points, and they came back to win. I mean, potentially, you talk about the way things break down. Potentially, you could see another Darien uh, New Canaan confrontation sure. in the uh, LL <laughs> LLL large. <laughs> sort of have to be uh, precise here. Just can't say Class L anymore. Right. Um, I mean that that's that's a great potential matchup. Um, but obviously, in the regular season. That game uh, was a very good one. Um, you know, New Britain beating Berlin seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a big game up here in Central Connecticut. Sure. Um, two neighbors who uh, don't like each other too much. New Britain won that game seven to nothing. And the thing about New Britain is, and I saw them a couple times this year. They play extremely hard for their coach, to Bucky Jones, the former NFL player. Mm-hmm. Um, they they lost their first couple games. But they've come back very strong, and um, you know they're going to be at NFA in the playoffs, and um, that's a very interesting matchup um, of who might come out of that game. Yeah, how about uh, how about some intriguing players uh, that that fans maybe that they've either that uh, they're not familiar with or are familiar with that you think are really going to be kind of the the keys maybe uh, as we head into the the postseason? Well, um, I mean, obviously, um, people all know about Shelton quarterback Mark. Uh, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I always mispronounce it. Uh, uh, P- Picker P- Pissacerello. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I just call him Mark the Runner and the Passer. He's dynamic. <laughs> oh, I, That's he's, the the benefit of great. working in newspapers. Is uh, you yeah, can really. type it out. You know what? We, we we spell it correctly. We don't have to pronounce it. We're not a radio or TV people. That's right. Um, but he's dynamic and and he's he's a, he's a great great player. And um, Hall will have a very difficult time. Um, in that game to contain him. Um, you know, as far as players people might not know about, I mean, uh, Middletown has a linebacker, um, Isaiah Tompkins, um, who also plays fullback, but he weighs about 230 pounds, pursues like crazy. Um, very good, mm-hmm. solid player. Um, you know, at Capital Prep, I mean, if you look in the stats and say, okay, who's the, um, who's the top receiver in the state? I mean, you might rattle off. Alex Jamelli of Southington, which sure. is a very great player, but he's only number three. Top uh, player in receiving yards is um, uh, Jakai Gill from Capital Prep. Um, and, again, it's one of those players that, hey, gee, we, we don't know much about him. Well, the kid is over 1,000 yards receiving as fast as anything and very elusive once he gets the ball. Um, those are a couple off the top of my head. 
I had mentioned Keon Dixon of New Britain, the quarterback. I'm sorry, Keon Dixon of Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good. Another person to watch out for is um, defensive end Alex Swaby of New Britain. He's double teamed a lot, sometimes triple teamed. Uh, a defensive force wherever he goes, and um, that's another uh, one that, again, uh, might be a hidden name to some. Yeah, no, lots of uh, lots of interesting and, and a chance for, for some players to make names for themselves now with the uh, the postseason upon us. So, Tom, uh, we, we appreciate, and I know all of the uh, – there will be great coverage for the postseason leading up to the postseason. I know there have been stories all week uh, about the upcoming semifinals in the Hartford Current, and uh, I know there will be great coverage as we go through the weekend. So appreciate, as always, your insight, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you've got to uh, – what you have to write here as we head into the uh, the championship rounds. I look forward to it. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Tom. Always great to chat with Tom and appreciate him uh, finding some time to check in with us as we head into the semifinals this weekend. Going to go to a little different part of the state now and check in with Doug Bonjour of the Connecticut Post as he provides his opinion on what's going to be taking place this weekend. With us now to talk some more high school football semifinals is Doug Bonjour of the Connecticut Post. Doug, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. You've got uh, some familiarity with a, a number of the teams that uh, will be taking part in the semifinal rounds this weekend. So wanted to mm-hmm. to check in with you and kind of get your your take and your pulse on what's happening down there. But uh, mm-hmm. start off with sort of just a, a look, you know, maybe with some of the teams that you're familiar with or just looking at the slate in general. What are some of the, the games this weekend that are sort of the most interesting or, or most intriguing to you? I think uh, you, you probably would have to start with um, Newtown versus uh, Xavier in the Class Double L Small. Uh, obviously, we've had Newtown, which is coming off its third uh, consecutive SWC title. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they um, ended in Sonia's uh, chase for the consecutive win streak as well. So they, they've uh, played in a few big games this year, but. Certainly, uh, they still have the can't win the playoff game stigma over their head. I mean, um, they have won playoff games in the past. It's just that they're still chasing um, state title that's uh, eluded them for a while. And then you have Xavier visiting Blue and Gold Stadium, which Xavier, this isn't the same Xavier team that ran off consecutive double L titles a few years ago, but um, they're, they're still a they're still a name program that they can run the ball. So uh, they come from power conference. Obviously there's, you know, it's not your typical um, one versus four game, I guess you could say that they're yeah. certainly a lot more dangerous than, uh, than your typical seven and uh, seven, one, four seed. And then um, also uh, you have Shelton, which is um, in, the, in the other half of the bracket uh, undefeated, um, after going through the uh, SEC, which, which I think anyone would say um, is just about as impressive as they can get. I mean, that's a, quite a uh, rigorous schedule that they um, they play. So mm-hmm. uh, back in the playoffs for the first time since 2007, and they, they've got a Hall team that um, will be visiting them. And, and, again, this is a team that um, has been in the playoffs, I believe it's three in the last four years. They, they just haven't uh, won one of those games. And this year they've been uh, – Snake that with injuries as well, losing their their quarterback and their uh, top receiver to a season-ending injury. So um, 
certainly a new look team, but they've also been able to get uh, back in the field, which is uh, impressive enough in class double uh, L. Yeah, no, and you love it's, it's always you know this. I, I think one of the intriguing things about the state tournament in general, uh, you know, whatever, however many rounds we have or what sort of format we're playing in, but is when you do get to match up these teams that you know have have had these impressive regular seasons, but you know aren't in sort of natural rivals. So you got to kind of get to see, you know, as you said, uh, an undefeated SCC team against uh, you know a, a team that battled and was very competitive in the CCC and all that kind of stuff. So it certainly lets you right. uh, lets lets you see some matchups that that bring a lot of intrigue to the table. Right, right, and it's certainly you know you, you'll hear uh, we've heard a lot this week on Twitter and whatnot about uh, New Keenan, which is. Uh, hosting Weather Weathersfield. Weathersfield is undefeated. Um, McKinnon is not. They lost to uh, Darien in the SCAC final in overtime on Thanksgiving. Um, but anyways, you know you get questions about why is this undefeated team visiting this one-loss team, and while well, McKinnon played the tougher schedule in terms of PowerPoints, and it, you, you can only weigh um, records so much. I mean that. Like it comes down to being an opponent, and you—I I guess my point is—you really get a uh, good gauge of how strong this this team is against this other team when they're they're not natural rivals. You know, these these matchups are—we um, don't see these matchups every year, so it's certainly a, a new twist on uh, on things. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that's—it's kind of the fun. It's a fun sort of litmus test weekend, I think, in a lot of ways for, for you know, teams that uh, there's a lot of theoretical in, in high school football in particular because the teams only play, you know, 10, 11 games. Uh, a lot of theoretical involved up until maybe the playoffs when you get to sort of get some of these cross matchups and, and see sort of where these teams uh, might weigh out. Um, as right. we said, you know, there's a lot of a lot of teams from your area that uh, that you're familiar with. Uh, and you hit on a few of them in, in Newtown and, and Shelton. Can you give us just sort of a you know a bird's eye view, maybe kind of quick synopsis on what fans uh, should know about maybe some of the other teams uh, going into the semifinal rounds from your neck of the woods? Sure, sure. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll jump over to Class M quick. Uh, St. Joseph, they obviously the defending Class M champions. Um, they're back this year in M Small. Uh, play Ellington. Summers this week. Um, again, they're nine and two. You, you can break down their their record however you want it. Um, I I think that this is a particularly dangerous team uh, given that given the schedule they play. Their only two losses um, were to New Canaan and Darien, which um, in the polls are and you know you can rank them however you want. Or two of the top uh, three teams in the state mm-hmm. um so, so i i think again this is the part where i kind of throw the seedings out um they may be the most dangerous team in that bracket uh you, you jump over to class m large the team that lost to st joe's last year in the m final um brookfield they're, they're coming off a win over bethel um which knocked their which knocked the uh rival bethel out of the uh Playoff hunt. Um, Brookfield lost to Newtown in the SWC final for the second straight year. However, they did not have um, their top running back, um, All Stater uh, Bobby Drysdale. Uh, he, he's back, so mm-hmm. um, you know they've been here before. Um, got a good coach, um, and 
they're just tested. Uh, it comes down to a matter of whether or not they have enough, um, I guess, if they need to throw the ball, can they do that? Right. Um, and then you have, we mentioned them um, previously, Insonia and Class S. Uh, everyone knows Insonia. Um, yep. You know, they, they, they're chasing their fifth straight appearance in the final. Um, and again, I, I would be hard-pressed to say that uh, they're not the favorite, obviously. I, I think that just about every game they play in, they're the favorite. Uh, they, they won the uh, de facto um, MVL final beating uh, Naugatuck on Thanksgiving. So they're just about as good as as, uh, as you can get in class sets, whether or not they have our kill new summer or not. So. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and as you say, sort of that uh, – you know the theoretical that they pass the eye test uh, in in a lot of ways uh, that team regardless of uh, of sort of the seating there. Speaking of that, right. sort of just uh, you know in in terms of trying to gauge you know who the who you're kind of looking at and what's interesting to you and and again as we said you're sort of sometimes you're weighing a lot of theoreticals. What's the team or maybe team or teams? But we'll start with one team. What's the team that's just impressed you the most this year that you've seen? Who who do you think is sort of the most impressive team? Uh, that you've gotten a chance to watch this year? I think the, I think the most uh, well-rounded team would probably be New Canaan. Uh, just if we're going to break down uh, passing, running, defense, uh, they, they, they have arguably the best player in the state, um, Zach Allen, defensive end. He's actually named the uh, Gatorade State Player of the Year today going to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he, he's uh, he's a handful to cover. Uh, four sacks and three forced fumbles on Thanksgiving. Uh, just just r- ridiculous numbers. Um, yeah. I, I think it's it, you know what. There's some teams that are as good as they are. Are one dimensional. You stop the run. You can hope to stop them. You stop the pass, and, and vice versa. I think New Canaan. If you um, aim to do one or the other, you're, you're going to still be left shorthanded. So I, I think they're the most complete team I've seen. Um, in my neck of the woods, I haven't seen Sunnington as much. However, it's hard to argue with what they've done. Yeah. Um, last year's double L state champion, um, you know, popping a new quarterback, and the offensive numbers are still impressive enough. And um, it goes without saying that they're the uh, – top-ranked team in the state in both uh, the coaches and media polls. So they're certainly hard to uh, pick against as well. Yeah. Here's kind of a, a and this is, a, again, sort of a very subjective question, but uh, I, you know, certainly have seen a lot of your, and uh, encourage everyone to check out uh, the content that Doug's been putting out uh, for the Connecticut Post and ctpost.com. Has a, a great uh, sort of high school playoffs by the numbers story, along with a, a take on uh, Bullard Havens Tech, uh, who will be competing uh, in that S large uh, bracket with Ansonia, they'll be taking on uh, the number one seed Valley Regional Old Lime. But you know, you sort of talked about a couple teams. You know, uh, in your area, Shelton. You know, that hasn't been there in a little while, and, and Newtown, which is trying to kind of get that tournament win monkey off its back. So, sort of just looking at that, and then the the story about Bullard Havens Tech. You know, some of the the CSC schools are still sort of looking for their breakthrough. So, short of all of that taken into account what what sort of school do you think has is trying to is going into these games maybe with the most to prove 
this semifinal weekend? Uh, I, I think you hit it right on the head there. It's those uh, CSC teams, maybe the teams ha- that have uh, have not had success in the playoffs. Um, you know, capital prep uh, achievement. Um, mm-hmm. They've continually, you know, they're the power team in that conference, but uh, continuously they've, uh, when they've appeared in the state playoffs, they, they, they've kind of had the tables turned on them. Um, same goes for Boulder Havens, which is in the playoffs for the second time in three years. Um, but just it, these teams had, these teams have had success in the regular season. It's, it's just when they um, go in the playoffs, they, they just haven't had any luck. And obviously, you uh, a lot of the times you, you match up against a team from a stronger conference that's a little more proven with um, um, a lesser record and just um, it, it doesn't go so well. So yeah. I, I think those are the teams that, that need to prove something uh, that haven't had a win in the state playoffs that would like to um, say, you know, we're, we're um, just as dangerous regardless of, you know, the conference we play in. Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely, as you as we said, and uh, that's kind of part of the fun of this uh, this time of year is you get some of the those non traditional and, and teams get a chance to measure themselves. So we'll sort of we'll we'll leave it with this, and I, I won't make you because uh, I'm guessing maybe you'll be doing it uh, in print, so we don't want to spoil anything in terms of predictions. We won't make you we won't call them predictions, so to speak. But what are sort of sort of some of the things, maybe one or two things that would like would you say would sort of least surprise you, or or you sort of are or maybe the things that you really uh, think are likely to happen in this postseason, whether it's specific teams or, or you know, trends or anything like that. What are you kind of looking for uh, going forward? We, again, we won't make you uh, do straight predictions here, but just kind of things that you're you're expecting maybe to take place over the next, uh, either this semifinal weekend or the whole tournament. All right. I, I think um, more so this year than in the past, we've seen that, upper echelon of teams, whether or not you want to cut that off at the top five or top three, whatever you want, um, have, have clearly separated themselves. Um, you know, you look in double L this year with a couple um, three-loss teams. Um, you, you know, we, we just a little more parity in the middle there. So I, I, I think um, those upper teams, I would expect them to, to, if not, I don't, never want to say dominate, but I, I would expect them to um, move move through rather uh, handily here mm-hmm. in the in the semifinals. Uh, a few matchups I'm hoping to see. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if, if we didn't get a rematch of the Terry uh, and New Canaan Turkey Bowl in uh, Class L. There, sure. um, I, I think they're two of the top um, teams in the state and uh, just some players to watch and we, we've had um, Mark Piccarillo of Shelton who, who's been one of the top dual threat quarterbacks um, one of three quarterbacks over thousand yards rushing um, Chris uh, Jean-Pierre of, of Valley Regional Old Lyme as well um, fourth in the state in rushing I, I expect uh, players like those to have big games this weekend so so certainly a lot to watch out for but i would expect the 
players who have and the teams that have um, done it before to do it again. Do it again, I, I guess you could say. Not not really jumping out on a on a um, thin branch there, but <laughs> I, I, I think just I chalk holds in many respects. That's fair. That's uh, that's not a problem. We'll uh, we'll, we'll see if that uh, is in fact what plays out. And uh, and as I said, you'd be sure to check out uh, all of Doug's work. They've done a, a number of previews there in the uh, on the Connecticut Post and ctpost.com. And uh, we thank him for being with us. And we'll certainly be checking out what he's got to say this weekend, and then going into uh, into the finals the following weekend. So, Doug, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, yep, thanks again. Should, should be a good weekend of games. Absolutely. Thanks to Doug for being with us once again. And now we turn our attention, start drifting eastward to the eastern part of the state. That's where we will find Ned Griffin of the New London Day and get his take on the semifinal football weekend. We began our high school football coverage on the CIAC cast this year with a conversation with Ned Griffin of the New London Day. And now we are back talking to him once again as we head into semifinal weekend. Ned Griffin, how are you? I'm just fine. How are you? We are great here at uh, CIAC headquarters. So heading into a busy semifinal weekend, and i uh, got a couple questions for you. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, just looking at the brackets and, and sort of how everything played out, um, but kind of a, a broader question about the year in general, is I'm curious, for your from your perspective, what was sort of the most surprising thing about the, the football season thus far, whether it's a team or sort of a, a particular development? What kind of surprises you as you look at the, uh, at the teams that qualified for the postseason? Uh, I'd say definitely what happened in Class Double L. Um, I would not have expected after NFA lost uh, at home to Glastonbury and then the Griswold that they would have had the shot to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I especially didn't expect to see New Britain, uh, given all the turmoil they had last year where Tawaki Jones was almost out as coach. And, you know, they started last week, I want to say, was it ranked? NFA was 12th and New Britain was 13th in the rankings. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought NFA was going to make it in, but I never would have guessed that. Uh, all the factors and uh, opponents that New Britain needed to lose would have gotten them into the playoffs. Uh, yet here they are. That's that's it's absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, and just from a, a cool story, seeing that Canton uh, made the playoffs in Class S small, yeah, that, that's a, it's a really good story. You know, the program uh, came back on board about seven years ago after being dormant for, oof, I want to say maybe 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have barely 20 players in the entire program and yet they you know finished 10 and 1 in their uh the Pequot conference and mm-hmm. have made it to the state playoffs. Yeah, certainly uh, an interesting uh, interesting turn of events there and then you know de- definitely one of the the fun stories of of opening weekend here of the uh the state playoffs. So we're we're checking in with writers from around the state a little bit to kind of get a feel for some of these playoff teams that maybe people aren't super familiar with. So we'll Starting with, you know, you talked about NFA, uh, who's from your neck of the woods, but just kind of, if you could, just kind of give us a, you know, a broad lens, you know, 100, uh, 100 feet perspective maybe on a few of the teams from your area in the, that, uh, that have reached the postseason. What, what should people know about some of the teams uh, from your neck of the woods that will be competing this weekend? Uh, well, let's start with NFA. They, are, they love throwing the ball, particularly the zone read. Mm-hmm. They have a sophomore quarterback this year by the name of Juwan Johnson, who uh, is just an outstanding athlete. 
the uh, he's already now rushed for 300 yards in two separate games, including Thanksgiving, where he and Kledex Armstrong both ran for 303 yards against New London in a 63 to 40 win. Um, you know, Johnson also ran for seven touchdowns in that win over NFA. Sure, uh, and you know, and then Kledex Armstrong, their tailback, uh, is, he just runs very, very angry. Mm-hmm. Good speed. Very strong, and again, just runs angry. You know, if you get near him, he's going to shove you down or try to run you over. Uh, and then you combine that with a offensive line that is just huge. Uh, you know, they, it makes for a challenging running game when it's going. Um, you know, the defense defense can be scored on a bit, uh, but you got to stop that running game. Um, let's see, going down the bracket here. Next would be New London in Class M slash large. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had their ups and downs this year. Uh, they had a real gut bust and loss to Plainfield in which they gave up two touchdowns in the final three minutes. Uh, you know, a game that they still think they should have won. Uh, they really got their teeth kicked in versus like and NFA this season. Uh, they can score. You know, they have a maybe an offense that's designed to score points as quickly as possible. Uh, quarterback Danny Miranda uh, <coughs> me, is starting his second year at the position. He knows mm-hmm. the system very well. Uh, and they have a really dynamic receiver and a kid by the name of Jelani Lucas who can score in so many different ways. Uh, an electric, electric player. Uh, you go down to, let's see, our next team would be Ledger, the top seed in Class M dash small. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lead the state in points this season. Uh, they just ransacked everybody that played. The, uh, you know, to perhaps their detriment come states, they really haven't played a team that could playing with them. Haven't really been challenged, and they're going to be a hard team to challenge because they just there's a lot of talent and a lot of experience. Most of the team started for them last season. Uh, quarterback Ty Epman is a two-year starter. Throws a really good ball. Pretty smart kid. Uh, running back JoJo Shoemaker is closing in on 2,000 yards. They really uh, they like to throw, but they have relied on JoJo a lot. Uh, they have receivers Phillip and River Thomas, uh, and <laughs> another receiver by the name of Luke Saccone, who mm-hmm. is, uh They have not thrown to as much as the others, but is perhaps the fastest of the group. Uh, defensively, uh, linebacker Leo Clinton Jr. just loves to hit people, and he hits them hard. Uh, I'm really looking forward to a, a St. Joe's Ledger uh, final in that division. Uh, and then finally, the last team would be going down to Class S, the Valley Regional O-Line Co-op, the top seed in S-Large. Um, not as... They're not as powerful. They're not as good running the ball this year as mm-hmm. they were last year. Um, although they do have a quarterback by the name of Christian Pierre, who starts his first year at quarterback, never even played the position, who is just a terrific athlete. Uh, he leads the team in rushing. He's their one of their top defensive backs. He's the punter, and when they needed him to, he's also two extra points. Uh, running back, linebacker Tyler Chevier is you know a real kind of throwback kind of player, just blood and guts. Mm-hmm. He, uh, state's career leader in tackles. Uh, his brother, Tyler, who uh, plays on the defensive line and the offensive line, uh, very active tackler, really stands out on film. Uh, 
Philadelphia, they have a receiver by the name of Evan Smith, who they've used a lot this year to manufacture the run by using him on jet sweeps. Uh, and he's got sprinter speed. You know, he tried last year at the 300 hurdles just for the kick of it, and uh, he won that in the Shoreline Conference. So okay. they've got a lot of weapons, and defensively they're very, very good. Um, you know, they won a game against Morgan this year where they had a goal line stand and managed to stop Morgan uh, at the one-yard line. Uh, so those will be the four teams in our general vicinity. Very good. Lots of uh, lots of interesting folks to keep an eye on for uh, the fans that maybe aren't as familiar with those with that group. Uh, taking a look, sort of at the at the slate. You know, we've got the sixteen semifinal games this year. Uh, just in terms of either the the talent of the teams or the storylines or or anything, what are you know some of the games? Maybe one or two games that really intrigue you heading into this weekend. Um, hmm. I'd say Xavier Newtown for sure. Um, you know, Xavier is another one of those teams in Class L that needed help mm-hmm. from others to get into the playoffs. They're, defensively, they've been pretty sound this season. Their defensive corner, Andy Guyan, always does a good job with that group. They've got some good size on the defensive line. The offense has been the erratic part of their game this year. Um, it's been up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a late loss in the season to hand, uh, where they couldn't even score a touchdown. Um, but, you know, <laughs> they're one of those programs where when they get into the playoffs, you just have a hard time uh, betting against them. Yeah. And they're going up against a Newtown team that defensively, their front seven is just fantastic. Uh, you know, their linebacking core with, uh, might be, could be one of the best in the state. Uh, I mean, they the number they did on Ansonia earlier in the season, where they just took Ansonia right out of the running game, was a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing with Newtown, however, has been that the last two seasons they've been a top seed in the playoffs. They've hosted a home game, and they got wiped out. Well, I shouldn't say wiped out. The first year they got wiped out against NSA. Last year they lost a tough one to Richfield. So they sort of have uh, they sort of have something to prove. You know, can they get, you know, finally, can they get a playoff win, uh, get into the next round? <clears throat> That's a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, was, um, if you go down the slate a bit, the, the Capital Prep Canton game also sort of interests me. Um, you know, Capital likes to throw the ball around a lot. Yep. You know, they have some dangerous playmakers. And Canton, you know, they just, they just want to keep running the ball. They want to take the air out of uh, Take the air out of the clock. Gotta hate that cliche. <laughs> <laughs> they want to keep the game slow, right? Uh, and they have you know good size and three good running backs, so they can keep doing that. Uh, it's it's a real contrast in styles there. That that's another game that sort of interests me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and there's uh, certainly a lot of, of intrigue uh, around the state and looking forward to this weekend. Um, won't uh, won't make you, you know, give us specific predictions because I'm guessing uh, people might be able to find those uh, in your your columns for the uh, the New London Day. So we don't want to uh, don't want to not have people check those out. So we strongly f- encourage folks to check out the uh, the Lonesome Polecat blog on uh, theday.com. Uh, but just sort of in terms of you know things. That maybe you're expecting what you know, sort of either in storylines or, or teams that you really are, are bullish on heading into the semifinals and going forward. What are a few things that maybe you're kind of expecting to play out uh, as we progress in this tournament? Uh, I'm well. I'm definitely expecting a Ledyard 
St. Joe's final, which I've been uh, looking forward to this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Joe's is the defending Class M champion. They have a outstanding running back in Mustafa Fasa Abdul Bashir. They have been hurt this year by quarterbacking. They graduated their starter and have not really found a quarterback that they can rely on, which has been to their detriment because they like to throw and keep teams honest. However, uh, Basir is just a threat in and of himself. Mm-hmm. They have the offensive line that's got some good size and can push people around to make them more dangerous. And then they have a receiver, um, Lars Patterson, who they'll use in a variety of ways. You know, they'll give them direct snaps, they'll throw them screens, they'll throw them a deep ball. Uh, very dangerous player. So, uh, you know, you take that group, you put them up against Ledyard, I think that's going to be a pretty good game. Um, what else am I looking for here? Uh, I'm expecting to see Ansonia win another state title, <laughs> uh, which is funny given that this has not been a, a classic Ansonia team that's just mauled everybody in their way. Right. Uh, it's been a, a harder road by their standards. And by harder road, I mean one loss. And <laughs> Uh, they had to come back from uh, and score two touchdowns in the final two minutes to beat Woodland late in the season. Uh, but I expect to see them win another title. Um, I'd be very interested in the uh, Class Double L small final between Shelter and whoever gets out of that Newtown Xavier game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelton has managed to run the table in the always cutthroat Southern Fantasy Conference. They operate very fast. Their quarterback, Mark Ficarillo, is a he's an absolute blur as a runner, and he throws a good ball, too. Uh, he's a very good dual threat. Uh, you know, then I'm just you know, curious to see uh, you know, the, the coronation of Southern Fans. Well, I should, I'll put that with a after. <laughs> they got to get past Glastonbury first, and I should have mentioned that game as a, as a game of intrigue. Yeah. Uh, those are two rivals, not a lot of love washed. Southington beat them to open the season 31-38, uh, sorry, 41-38. Uh, two of the touchdowns they gave up were off turnovers. Uh, Glastonbury was also without their starting quarterback, and I hope I get this name right, Kayon Dixon. Uh, he missed that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, so I'm curious to see that. I'm, I'd be curious about that game. Uh, you know, Assuming Southington wins, I would expect them to get the title. Uh, you know, a new Kane and Darien rematch in... Class L large uh, would certainly draw a lot of interest. Uh, you know, New Canaan just probably Gary Andrews beat New Canaan last week on Thanksgiving, rallied 21 points down, which is unheard of against the New London team, uh, and then beat them in overtime, 28 yep. 21. And, you know, the fact that they did it with defensive end George Reed, who's one of the top players out of the game with a knee injury. Um, Mark Evanchek, their other upstanding defensive end, missed two parts. He was out twice in that game. Um, and the fact that they were able to beat McCain with all that adversity, adversity just blows me away. Yeah. Uh, so that would be another, another uh, something else I'm looking for, McCain and Gary in part two. Yeah, no, and uh, certainly uh, a, a lot, plenty of storylines if those two uh, two teams match up uh, for a state championship for the second time uh, in as many years. So lots of good stuff to, to keep an eye on, and as always, uh, a great way to keep an eye on it is to uh, check out whatever Ned Griffin is writing. So we thank you very much for being with us on what's uh, assuredly a very busy week for you. So thanks for checking in, and uh, keep uh, keep up all the good work. 
Thanks, Joel. I appreciate it. Thanks, as always, to Ned Griffin. As we said, we started our football season off talking to Ned about the best uh, games each week. It helped to uh, devise a travel schedule for the year. And now checking in with him to see where his travels may take him and what's caught his eye this weekend. Love getting a chance to talk to him. So we're going to wrap things up now after some great conversations, talking a little high school football. Of course, you can follow all of those folks on Twitter for updates as they cover the high school football championships this weekend. Tom Yance is at Tom Yance, Y-A-N-T-Z. Doug Bonjour is at Doug Bonjour, B-O-N-J-O-U-R. And Ned Griffin is at Metal Ned, M-E-T-A-L-N-E-D. So be sure to check them out on Twitter. Check out all their great work. And once again, of course, CICsports.com. Look for that Tournament Central link. All of the great information you are going to need if you're heading out to a CIAC football semifinal or championship game next weekend. That is going to do it for me. Once again, I am Joel Cookson. We thank you very much for being with us. Follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports, CIAC Sports.com, Tournament Central, all of the great ways you can keep track of what's going on with CIAC tournament competition. Once again, thanks for being with us. We will be back soon with another edition of the CIAC Cast. <laughs>